Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, ahlan wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. Grand Rising. And you are watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif. And we are back here in the States after a week-long journey to South Korea where we met with religious leaders, educators, people in the media, and people from all over the world and all walks of life who are dedicated to the cause of peace. And today we're going to bring you that report and give you an update on some of the things we're doing here in America that are a part of that peace process. For a long time, The world has been wondering what to do about the conditions that exist in our society, and we've had a chance to really explore some of the challenges here on the Female Solution Global Radio TV show, as well as many of the media platforms of our hosts. And if you've been watching the news, you know that It's time for a change. Our 
News Channel, On Air Daily News, which you can reach through onaireverywhere.com, has kept us up to date on what's happening in and around your neighborhood, around the nation, and around the world. People who are making a difference by making a decision to change. So today we're going to talk about that, and we'll be joined by our Monday Morning Mindfulness host in just a little while to talk about some of the things we're doing with children. At the HWPL Global Peace Summit, the focus was a project called Peace Education. And this is a new system of learning for students across the world, teaching them a different way of thinking teaching them ways to relate to each other, ways to talk to each other, ways to be with each other that keep them in a state of harmony. They're learning that they are a part of the whole, and they're learning how they are valuable parts of the whole. And so what we strive to do is to bring peace education to America. And if we are diligent in our work, we'll see a change in the next generation. That has been the goal of the Female Solution since its inception. And if we are diligent and consistent, we will see a change based on what we are changing in our own society. Well, HWPL recently this past week celebrated the ninth anniversary of the World Alliance of Religions for Peace Summit, which was a bringing together of those of the faith communities. And the thought by Chairman Manhe Lee, founder of HWPL, was that if the people of the faith communities can at least agree that regardless of their difference in doctrine, their ultimate goal is to bring humanity to a state of peace, harmony, tranquility, cooperation, and love which is the foundation of the energy of creation. So if we can just agree on that, whether or not we agree on what kind of clothes to wear or what kind of temple to build or what kind of words to recite in our prayers and other insignificant, really, things that we disagree on, if we can agree that our primary focus is to bring the human being to a state of peace within and without, then we can create a world that reflects peace. And we can create a heavenly culture, a world peace, and a restoration of light. Light, of course, enlightenment, understanding, information that helps us to create all that we need 
for our survival, our comfort, our well-being. That's what HWPL stands for, Heavenly Culture, World Peace, Restoration of Light. And this is the vision of those who are part of the organization. And it was the goal of those who attended this Global Peace Conference in Seoul, South Korea, to strategize on how to work together so that the places where they live are places that reflect a heavenly culture of world peace and a restoration of light. What are we experiencing here in America? We already know the problems of crime and violence. And those problems, those challenges, are created by human beings, people who will not do something as simple as share. That really is all that's needed. There is enough for everybody. There is enough food. There's enough materials to make clothing. There's enough materials to make shelter. There is enough. But for those who are believing that we have to divide humanity into warring factions, into conflicting groups where one group must try to take from another. We have created systems that perpetuate this lack of trust and lack of cooperation because of our lack of understanding that there is enough. When we understand that, then we will create systems that involve the valuing of all life, and the involvement in all, and the well-being of all, so that we will then create a heavenly culture of world peace and a restoration of light. Light being the enlightened mind of understanding of the divine. So this was our goal, and from September 18th, through September from September 18th through September 21st we had an opportunity to meet with those of like mind around the world and strategize and organize and plan and create and we also found out what is happening all around the world because everywhere those who have been committed to the cause of HWPL have been working diligently in America, Africa, Asia, Europe. And we know that everywhere in the world the issues have been the same. And we, of course, are going to send you a couple of, uh, we're going to uh, share with you some of the interviews that were done while there. You can go to our archives, of course, as well, see the whole thing. But we had an opportunity to talk to individuals from all across the world. And here on the Female Solution, we had a chance to speak to some dynamic educators and communicators from 
of course, uh, you can go to our Monday morning mindfulness show of this past week and see the women who are principals of schools share their experience from Lesotho in Southern Africa and their challenges in overcoming violence among youth. We know that young people here in America are reacting to what is a hostile environment for them, a school system that constantly threatens them with failure in school and failure in life. If they don't memorize useless information, it has nothing to do with character building, nothing to do very much with skills building, skills that are relevant for survival, such as food growing, repair and building of homes, of transportation systems, of the things that the society needs. They're given 12 years of fairly useless information and then told if they don't memorize it, they're going to fail in life and not be allowed to take care of themselves. And then they're treated badly in the process if they don't remember these very largely useless facts. Useless information, not always factual. This is a school system that we've allowed our children to be forced to digest. It has no significance to their lives, and they know it in their hearts, and they rebel against it. And so we punish their honesty by belittling them and ridiculing them. And often we punish them by neglecting their real interests and talents and skills. And so they're angry and they become destructive. And rather than us face the fact that what we've been forcing upon them is useless information that will not help them survive or thrive, we keep perpetuating the same system. Well, those who are part of HWPL and the global peace efforts are reporting the kinds of activities that show a change of heart, the activities happening in Europe, the activities happening in Africa, across the continent, where many are creating programs that address the real needs of the people, the economic needs, the social needs, the spiritual needs, activities that make a difference where we see lives changed because the youth are being given an opportunity to thrive with real education that makes sense 
And so as we strive to follow suit here in America, it's time for us to admit that much of what we are doing to our children is destructive. They are merely mirroring back to us what we have done to them, which is to neglect their worth and to take away their sense of purpose. We have allowed an educational system to be based on propaganda for the purpose of trying to give the impression that one group of people is superior to another, and that is false. And we have neglected their spiritual needs. We have not even allowed them to speak of the divine in any aspect of their life other than on the designated religious day. But every other time in their lives, they're not expected to even acknowledge the presence of the one creative energy of the universe that unites us all, that is a part of us all, that is in us all. We have not allowed that to even be acknowledged. And because that is the foundation of enlightenment, we remain in darkness. So we're going to make a change. And our Friday morning and Sunday evening host, Viata, says, Great day, sister. Let us change lives today. Yes, let us change lives today. So that is our task, and we're going to share with you some of the activities in which we've been engaged in to change those lives, starting with teaching our children and, above all, preparing them for the task of changing the information that is shared so that people around the world can start to hear and see a different message. What can we believe about the future if all of our news is full of doom and gloom and all the doomsday sayers merely play upon our fears so that we learn not to trust each other and then we learn to mistreat each other? That has to stop. Yes, let us change lives today. And we are part of the universal spirit, us. So we're going to take a quick break and come right back and give you an opportunity to give us a call, 515-605-9325, as we share some of the magnificent work being done around the world. And we urge you to join this conversation. Give us a call, 515-605-9325. 9325 and press 1 so that we can open your mic and get your thoughts as we share some of the activities from the past week. We want to ask a question. Particularly when it comes to that very divisive element in our society that should have brought us together and yet continues to be a source of division and that is religion. Let me ask you the question. Do you believe 
that the creator of the universe has a favorite group of people and a favorite religion, and anybody outside of that is condemned for eternal suffering. Do you believe that? We want you to. And we're not going to argue. We're just going to have a dialogue because that's what HWPL does every month with religions from around the world. Each city where there's an HWPL chapter, we bring together those spiritual participants so that we can hear ourselves and then see if some of the things we believe actually make sense. Where do we agree and where do we disagree? And those points of disagreement, perhaps those are the points where the man-made, human-made belief systems have distorted original revelation and created the conflict. But let's discover it. What do you believe? Do you believe that the creator of all, all that is, actually has a favorite people and a favorite religion and anyone outside of that is condemned? What do you believe? Well, give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press 1 when you're ready to express your thoughts, and we'll talk about it. We'll be right back after this quick break. So stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Everything you need, what your body needs, is found in nature. So Susan Essentials doesn't do it any other way. Susan Essentials provides your employees and individuals access to over 20,000 nutritional products, and they are shipped direct to your door. Because Susan Essentials is certified in plant-based healing, we're permitted to offer you the best nutritional supplements on the planet. They're non-GMO and sustainably produced, and we take the guesswork out for you. Let Susan Essentials help you take control of your health today. And, of course, you can watch Susan Essentials. You can watch Self Cell Care with Susan Essentials every Tuesday. And this past Tuesday, she also featured two women who are very much involved in spreading the word that will bring information. They joined the show this past Tuesday to discuss their work as journalists in Africa and learned quite a bit about the challenges that women face globally as we seek to retain control of our bodies and our health in the process of bringing forth life. So in sharing this information, we had a chance to 
enlighten those viewers and listeners about the importance of maintaining our body's health during pregnancy and advocating for ourselves. Because often what we experience is dismissal of our pains or our discomfort and a pushing us toward unnecessary cesarean births for the purpose of getting paid more insurance money. And too much of our health care system is based on profit-making and not the well-being of people. So we urge you to listen to Jody Susan with Self-Cell Care every Tuesday to get insight and understanding about self-cell care. And we definitely encourage you to listen to all of our hosts who bring some level of healing every day because this is what we do. I'm Beata, your Holistic Life Coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com, and I'm Viato. Global Radio TV show, we invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 when you are ready to speak because we want you to be a part of this discussion as we strive to give us all a different view of the world and what is really happening. And if we are able to help each other to heal our emotional wounds, we can bring the world to a state of peace. That is our goal. That is the work that we do. And we share it every day, and we urge you to tune in to Health and Well-Being with Viata on Fridays and Soul Purpose Healing on Sundays, Fridays 7 to 9 p.m. Central, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, of course. And then on Sundays, Soul Purpose Healing, 7 to 9 p.m. Central, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. And wherever you are in the world, adjust your time, get your, you know, time-adjusting Apparatus is right on your phone, and you can see what time zone you're in and tune in live 
so that you can be a part of the solution. That is what we do every day of the week, bring you solutions so that you are able to participate in the creation of a new world. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. by young people everywhere. 
And it's amazing to see some of the tremendous talent that our young people have. So we want you to join us every last Saturday of the month for the Global Teen Talent Contest. And it's also airing on the Higher Learning TV network. And certainly you can go in the archives and hear and hear and see some of the past shows and see some of the winners. So we'll be talking to our Monday Morning Mindfulness host, Zelda Speaks, who also has initiated a podcasting class for youth, teen talent podcasting. And we've had an opportunity to meet some fantastic young people at the Betty Shabazz International Charter School. And they've created some great podcasts, dealt with some issues, and even interviewed us as we traveled abroad and brought the reality of peace education to America. We invite you to tune in, and we'll share a bit of that with you as well, because young people also realize the world has to change if we're going to create a world of peace. And they're part of the process in learning how to master this technology. We now have the power to speak to each other across the world. And so there are no strangers. And there's no reason for fighting because all we have to do is talk to each other and then understand each other's needs and simply share. Help where we can. Teach where we can. Provide where we can so that all may thrive. That's what planet Earth is challenged to do in these times, which means we need to change the way we think. And that's why we're here. And our third Saturday of the month, host Deborah says, Grand Rising Sister of the World appreciates you sharing your time and experience at the HWL Peace Summit 2023. Yes. Thank you so much. This was quite this was quite an event. And we now are in partnership with HWPL in sharing the information brought to us from around the world. We now will be part of the process of getting out that information as it comes into nations around the world. Look for it on our on-air daily news network. Look for it as we bring in guests on our Female Solution Global TV show each day. We're bringing you the world, and we started it all this past week in bringing some of the visionary leaders, educators, communicators, those who are willing to use their skills to change the world by changing the way the world sees itself and sees each other. And we are excited that we're seeing a change because we know that once we 
change ourselves, we'll see a change in our youth. And we have to change what we're teaching our youth so that they can change the way they think. Right now we have been teaching a way of thinking that makes them believe that everywhere else in the world people are their enemies that they have to compete against, when in fact there is no competition. There's only cooperation. And when we see the world as one unit, we are one. And you'll see some of our photos that we'll be sharing with you. Everybody's holding up this sign of one. This means we are one. We are one. There is no division. There is no my group is better than your group. God likes me better than you. My religion is better than yours. My skin color is better than yours. My language is better than yours. My clothing style is better than yours. My hairstyle is better than yours. None of that. We're diverse. But in our diversity, we are one. And so you'll see this sign being held up in the photos from HWPL showing we are one. And this is the message taken everywhere. And this is what young people are learning with peace education, teaching them that their classmates are not their competitors, they're not their rivals, they are part of the one. And so we work together for the well-being of all. Do you know that that is the only thing that we need to change? If we change that one thing, if we change the motive for everything we're doing to be the well-being of all, that's all we have to do. Just change that one thing. Make our motive for what we do to be the well-being of all. Now, if we look at every system we've created, and we say, we can ask ourselves, does this add to the well-being of all? And if it doesn't, then we need to change it so that it does. And we can go through every single system that we've created, whether it's banking, education, whether it's construction, whether it's farming. If we looked at our farming systems and, and realized that the way we even grow food, are we doing it for the well-being of all? when we're paying farmers to not grow so that the prices can be made artificially high in the supermarkets, that's not for the well-being of all. For the well-being of all would be to be able to cultivate all land where there is growable soil and to, make, and to help the soil that perhaps is dry to be irrigated so that it can also yield food so that the well-being of all can be served. If we make that our intention, then that will define how we structure everything. And everything that is not designed for the well-being of all is what's creating the conflict, is what's creating the anger, the frustration, the rage, the violence. So all we have to do is change our intention. Where the intention is to profit off of people's misery, we change the intention. Look at the medical system. Is it designed for the well-being of all, or is it designed to keep people sick so you can keep them paying money for medicines that only treat the symptoms of their illness? That needs to change. 
so that the real intention is to heal the sickness because that would add to the well-being of all. It's a new mindset. And this mindset is what is being instilled in our children who are learning peace education. And we're going to be bringing that peace education to America so that our children can have a different point of view. And our Saturday host, Devorah, says, I challenge ABC, CBS, NBC, WGN, WTTW, Fox, CNN, BBC, CAN-TV, and others to promote HWPL and the peace movement. Yes, absolutely. That was my question. Where were they? There was press from all around the world. Where were they? We were there. Where were the networks? There were networks from across the world, from Asia, from Africa, from Europe. Where were American press? Where were they? There's a global peace movement happening, and people are changing their minds, and people are choosing to not support war. They're choosing not to support violence. They're choosing to teach their children peace. Not you have to compete with your enemies and there isn't enough so that you have to take from them and go and kill them if they don't agree to give us what they have. They're not teaching that. They're teaching peace. Where are our network reporters to tell the world the truth? The world has changed, and it's never going to go back to what it was. Thank you, Deborah. I agree. That's the challenge. It needs to be put forth because we are going to take the lead with our news networks and teach peace. So let's bring on our sister Zelda Speaks and talk about the very powerful programs that are being initiated. And you can see them on the Higher Learning TV network where our students are learning the power of the media through podcasting and they're taking their message to the world. Grand Rising. And thank you for joining us today on the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. We're so excited because we had a chance uh, with you and Jody to bring, and, and, and Viata, because we started off with Viata at the, the, on Sunday evening with the press conference that Man Healy held, and we were there uh, present to show all of the journalists around the world. You saw networks, TV, you saw rolls and rolls and rolls of reporters. This was covered by the world when Man Healy gave his press conference explaining the vision of HWPL. And I'm looking, where are the American journalists like Deborah just said? Where are the networks at? Where are we at? <laughs> because everywhere else in the world, people were tuned in and they were telling the world that this is happening. So this is why we're training young people to take the power of the media that they now have in their hands. Our computers are global broadcast systems, and we are going to master these systems and let our young people learn the process so that they can take their message to the world, and we had a chance to have a wonderful session where they spoke with Dr. Lynn Muhammad, who is 
she traveled with me as part of the the, the U.S. delegation, and she is one who is embarking on peace education in her schools. And she had a chance to speak to our podcasting students at the Betty Shabazz International Charter School. And we are so excited because we had a chance to give our young people a little flavor of what it means to be able to talk to somebody around the world, all across the world. Yes. They were excited. They loved it. Yes. We're going to show you all a bit of it here. Let's see if I can bring it up on screen. And, uh, yes, so here we are. This was the Betty Shabazz International Charter School podcast training class number three. We've done three so far, and they are just amazing. They're loving this, and they get to go live. They've had a chance to uh, interview people, talk to callers, and there is Dr. Lynn Muhammad, who is teaching peace in her stream labs, which uh, is a school that is focusing on science, technology, reading, engineering, art, and math. And it's giving young people the tools they need to go forward as we become a technologically advanced society, but also ecologically conscious, knowing that we have to take care of nature, which takes care of us. So these are two of our young students, so full of personality, star students, so full of personality and articulation and you know, it was it was fun. It was fun for Dr. Lynn. She had a great time. And I believe there's Jerwin uh, on the left. Am I pronouncing his name right? Jerwin and Brandon. Yes. Um, yes. So let's take a listen to see what they have to say. Hi, I'm Jameer Jones. Jameer. And you're watching the Betty Stewart International Charter School podcast train on the Higher Learning Network. And our guest today on the Betty Bass podcast is Dr. Lynn Muhammad, founder of Stream Lab. She is a certified teacher of HWPLC education curriculum and is here in Seoul, South Korea, attending the Global Peace Summit. Educators from around the world have gathered here to strategize on how to bring peace education to the schools in their country. Dr. Lynn Muhammad, live on the south side of Chicago. Where, what is Streamlabs, Dr. Lynn? Uh, good afternoon to everybody that can hear my voice. Uh, the Streamlabs is a STEM program that um, allows children to learn science, technology, critical thinking, slash reasoning, engineering, art, and math as they address real-world issues. Mm. And it's designed to run throughout the school year, as after school, uh, as an after-school activity, weekend activity, as well as been conducting a summer camp now since 2013. 
Where is Streamlabs located? Streamlabs currently, yeah, we've always been um, available um, on the south side of Chicago. Uh, during the pandemic, we had uh, virtual classes only, but we have done hybrid classes, which includes the virtual and the physical, um, the physical face-to-face classes. Uh, currently, our location is 2525 West 71st Street in Chicago, Illinois. So, right, like you said, this is for everyone, all kids all around the world, right? That is very true, especially because we have the remote component of it. Any child is able to participate, ages 4 through uh, 14. We don't think 15-year-olds, older children, can, uh, if they've been in the camp before, they can actually start to work uh, as apprentices. All right, so is, does it work the same for diverse learners? Um, I have a very strong academic background with diverse learners. Um, that's part of what my master's and my doctorate include. And so every single child in our camp works in, as an independent person, meaning that we design their program around their strengths and help to improve their areas that they're not quite as strong in. And we also have group activities. So we provide them with support, with activities, with resources that match the students are. And at the end of the camp, the technology piece that they wind up taking home with them is usually a small robot. Um, that technology piece is also connected to them as a person. And if they have stronger skills, we push them. If they have skills that are not quite as strong, we help, to help them develop as much as they can and we nurse them just they need us to nurse them to do better. Dr. Lane, as I said about peace education, do you know what that is? Peace education is a, it's a, it's a way of teaching children that they are part of the solution to issues and problems, not that they have to be bogged down with issues and problems or those issues or problems block them from doing what they want to do. Peace education now allows Ms. McKeith and I to be able to work harmoniously, even though I have my unique strengths, my unique characteristics, my unique features, and she has hers. We see each other not as different individuals who cannot work with each other. We see each other as different individuals who bring something to the work experience, the life experience, the home experience, whatever it is that can balance each other out. She has strength, I have strength. They're not necessarily the same. The two of us together, we can do a whole lot more if we work collectively than she don't. If I'm problem with someone, I learn how to use my critical thinking skills, my problem solving skills, my skills of concern, my skills of recognizing they are a unique person, so I respect them for that, and those things allow me to not continuously see them as an adversary, but as a friend, as a person who I can collectively work with. And even if I don't, if I don't work with them, at least I don't have problems with them. And that's what peace education does. It gives the student the opportunity to learn that they are part of the solution instead of part of the problem. They are part of bringing serenity, bringing harmony to an environment instead of bringing chaos and confusion. Another thing I'd like to add to that, uh, because Peace Education uh, is a course that was developed by the organization that brought us here to South America, South Korea. 
really says to be a global peace educator, and we're sharing, and we're we're we're, we're taking on a little bit of the culture this year, yeah. recognizing how Chairman uh, uh, Lee might have felt when he looked at land that was destroyed, farms that could no longer produce uh, vegetation, animals could no longer graze and and grow. And that meant that the food that was possibly available for the residents of Korea at the time of the war was being diminished. And he's feeling this in his heart. He's feeling it in his soul. And for us to be here and see some of the monuments and relics that have been left behind as a memory of why we're doing this is inspiring. It's, it's giving us a little bit more strength to go and do what we have to do. And then sharing our successes with each other is also giving us strength. We were able to conquer that part of the project. That's great. I'm going to go home and I'm going to pull up my sleeves. I'm going to try to do a little bit more. So it's, it's motivational. It's learning. It's, um, it's giving us a chance to teach and learn at the same time. So that's why we're here. And then we go and be rest and get up the next one.
also um, <clears throat> introduced to them the the concept that we're seeking to bring to American schools, and that is peace education. And we've talked to a few legislators about it because there has to be a different education system than what we have. I think that's something that parents have come to understand, even during the pandemic when they had to monitor their children's education from home. And they begin to question, you know, what, what, are the, what are we really teaching these children? How is that helping their lives? So that was the beginning of us questioning what we had been just blindly accepting for years and years and years. And now we know that we have to teach something different. It has to be based on some ethics, some values, some respect for others. And, you know, the reading, writing, and arithmetic, that will come, but you can't really focus on that if you can't get the basics of how to treat your fellow beings. If you can't get that together, then nothing else matters. So parents are now realizing that we have to make some major changes in what we instill in our children. Now you hear the the, the intelligence, I just love how you said, oh, intriguing. <laughs> but, you know, our children are so intelligent, and sometimes they get frustrated when what we're asking them to memorize has no relevance to their lives at all. It has no relevance to their culture, to their experience, to what they're going to need to know for survival. It has no relevance to them at all. And when they express this truth, we punish them for telling the truth. That has to stop. That has to change. If our children are going to live in a world that is comfortable for them, then they need knowledge of some basic survival skills like how to grow food and soil that has been nurtured and is healthy for them, how to produce transportation systems that can perhaps transport massive numbers of people safely without polluting the environment, how to learn each other's languages so that they can communicate across distances to people who have had a different experience but can still relate to what they have also experienced, how to create things that add to the well-being of society. Now, when our children are able to do that, then education makes sense. So when we look at how, how articulately our children express themselves, does it make sense to have a school system where we tell them all day to just sit down and shut up? Of course not. Education is the teacher having the skill to bring out of them what's already inside of them. That's the spark of light from the creator. That's the capacity to think and reason and contemplate and create. I had a chance to really see things differently while traveling. And I looked at everything from the airplane and the little compartment where the, where the toilet is and how somebody thought of all the different ways that you can find a way to transport these people and still provide for their food. Somebody thought of the way to package it. Somebody thought of a way to serve it. Somebody thought of a way to even if you have to go to the toilet and there's just a little bit of space, how do you make everything convenient for people? 
How do you make it sanitary? Somebody thought of all these things. So when the intention is the well-being of all, then you can create different inventions that are helpful. That's what we want our children's minds to be engaged in when they go to school, to create systems that help humanity, that help the environment, that help the animal and plant life. And that's what HWPL's Peace Education class focuses on, is seeing, helping children see that they are all part of one system of earth and everybody counts, everybody matters, everybody's intelligence is part of the whole. So when we can teach teachers to think differently, to see each student as as a valuable part of the classroom. And I love this question he asked about diverse learners because it's understood that there are people who learn differently, people who might learn at a faster rate, people who might need more visual images, people who might have a, a different concept, people who might be coming from a different language as their first language than what is being taught in the class. So that diversity is something we have to be sensitive to. And our children are now sensitive to it because they've seen it and they've seen how important it is for every child to be valued. So we have a great group of young people that we are having go live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central, and you can watch them on the Higher Learning TV network channel on Facebook and on YouTube. Facebook and YouTube. Higher Learning TV show. The Higher Learning TV show. We want you to tune in and call in because they've got a call in number. They they've been taking calls and they've been fielding questions and and having conversation. They've talked about their sports teams. They've talked about the issues of bullying. bullying. If and parents listen, and parents, we need to listen. They, these students are phenomenal. Yes. yes. Uh, kudos to Betty Shabazz and the National Charter School. These, they are exceptional. I mean, you could just see it from the, yes. the two that were there. Yes. They, they, are, they are exceptional. Oh, check your, check your mute. Your sound went out. Yes. But these are some exceptional students. And all, all children are exceptional. I mean, if we would just give them an opportunity to be who they are and stop suppressing them, then we could see the exceptionalness in them. We're going to take a quick break and come right back with our Monday morning mindfulness host and talk more about our plans and perhaps get a little clip of some of the global team talent that is brought to us every last Saturday here on the Female Solution and on the Higher Learning TV show. And we want to encourage our young people because they have so much to give. So we'll be right back after this quick break. We want you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment. So stay with us.
And if you are listening on the Female Solution Global Radio TV show, we invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 so that your voice can be heard. We're giving you a recap of the Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light the summit, and this is one of those opportunities for young people to be inspired as they see what is happening around the world, and certainly it is uh, an opportunity for many who have had a chance to travel abroad to see that this is this is a chance for all of us to change the world in which we live. So let me bring back in our Monday morning mindfulness host and I'm going to see if I can share with us some images you know, when I first went to Seoul, South Korea, I was just so overwhelmed with uh, the magnitude of this movement, and I was I was so surprised that we simply did not have the kind of uh, awareness that this was happening and i was i was shocked that america was not involved in the spreading of this because it it gives us a whole different look of the world and what's going on the the movement that's happening i know when conflict uh seemed like it was about to uh, arise with the with uh the uh head of North Korea there were a lot of people that were feeling anxious and chairman man he lee has been working on unifying north and south korea you know so many american soldiers went to the korean war and part of our, our trip, we went to the uh, Korean War Memorial, and they have a museum, the Korean War Memorial Museum, where it has a history of all the many wars from the last couple of thousand years. There was China and Japan both fighting for control over South Korea. So, they, you know, saw all the different kinds of war machines, the, the war weapons, the clothing, you know, the the armor, you know, the body armor for the the the, the men and the horses, just all of that. And you look at how much energy was put into trying to figure out how to kill somebody, and it's so horrible. And they had this, even the animated uh, display where, you know, it's a replication of a battle, and you can see the you know people with the horses uh, coming down on the villagers and all of that. I mean, it's just it's amazing what they've done in replicating that. But also, it makes you think. Why are we doing this? Right. 
And and so I can understand the drive that Chairman Manheely has to bring this message to the global family so that each individual can decide to be an ambassador for peace, just in our daily lives, little acts of kindness. And the the two ladies that traveled with me, uh, one, of course, was Dr. Lynn Muhammad, and the other was uh, Pastor Sharetta Hodge out of uh, St. Louis. We had a chance to really marvel at the level of politeness, the the manners in which everyone spoke to each other. And it rubs off. I mean, after a while, you know, you've been there a few days. I mean, and that was something that, that Pastor Sharetta was talking about, you didn't hear any cussing, <laughs> nobody, you know, angry or hollering at anybody or calling names. I mean, all of that was gone. And even from the from the airline staff, you know, to every, when you go to restaurants or stores, everybody was just ultra polite, kind, considerate. It's a culture. It's a culture. It's a culture that we can adopt. That we that we can adopt. So you can't be rude to your children and expect them to manifest that. You have to be kind to children. And we have been taught that you're supposed to speak mean to children to make them do what you want. That's what we've been taught because that's how we were treated. Yeah. But one thing I remember my, my daughter saying when she started teaching kindergarten in South Korea, she was saying it's, <laughs> teachers are told you can't, you can't be mean to the children. You must be kindly to them because they're sensitive. Their feelings are sensitive. And even if they're misbehaving, you have to gently correct them. Mm-hmm. Now, you know that's not our culture. You get, we've had school spankings and beatings and, and you know, you get insulted. I the and, other day. I catch myself. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's something that we've been, it's been ingrained in us. So it, 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 it takes time to unlearn that because that's how we were treated all the time. You, you you get treated that way at home, you get treated that way at school, you get treated that way in public. So myself and Dr. Lynn and Pastor Sharetta, we had a chance to observe when we were in America, a little bit of rudeness there. And it was it was it was hurtful but you just swallow it and you know, with just just the little thing like going through the T S A. Get over there, make three lines, stand over there, stand over there. I mean was it really necessary to talk to us like that? Yes, it's a lot of people, but it's not necessary to be unkind, even if you're trying to organize a large group of people. And we notice a difference when we got to South Korea. Same big crowd of people, but please step here. Please step here. Thank you. Thank you. And you learn the word for thank you. And you learn how to say thank you often. Kamsamnida. Thank you. And that's why we say thank you at the end of our broadcast. We want people to learn how to say thank you wherever you go. If you don't express anything else, express gratitude because people are helping you. Right. And they don't have to. They don't have to. They could be mean. They could be mean. Like so, many Americans are. Like Americans are. So we're we're trying to bring that heavenly culture of world peace and a yes. restoration of light. We're trying to bring that here so that we can unlearn the rudeness, the meanness, the nasty attitudes, and really adopt a culture of peace, meaning speak.
speak to each other kindly. No matter how old or young, speak to each other kindly. And it takes it takes practice because it isn't in our culture. It isn't around us. Now, we did notice coming back the flight from Korea, even though it had a lot of Americans on it, mm-hmm. they were a lot nicer. And I observed, I said, oh, okay, they've been influenced by that culture. Yes. So they were more polite. I think yeah. we all need to take an HWPL course. <laughs> like the immigrants come here and they have to take the... Um, whatever that course is, um, whatever it is, whatever its name, I can't remember the name of it, but it would behoove us to have a portion of the HPL document included in that. Absolutely. Whatever the document is, I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, something they have to take, I think, for their citizenship or whatever. Yeah, citizenship, yeah. But that, that, that would be nice. That would be nice uh, if we would include that, if we would practice that because that really needs to be a part of our culture. And so with peace education, it it teaches children that. But, of course, for those who teach the course, they they first, you know, they learn the course and they teach it, And uh, which means you have to also have it a part of yourself, because if you're teaching children peace, you can't be teaching them peace and at the same time, you know, hollering at them or telling them they're stupid or whatever <laughs> we, we've been told as children. So it really means transforming the way teachers are taught. And everything, I looked at even, you know, we were, we were uh, even on Jody's show when we had the two ladies from um, Zambia and they're journalists and, you know, we were talking about the, the process of childbirthing and her guest, uh, he's a doula. And, you know, he was talking about the natural way of giving birth, you know, which is to squat, you know, let, let gravity kind of help you. And, you know, we, we do it backwards. we got the woman on her back and she's struggling. Nice. You know, it's just going against gravity. Going against gravity. It doesn't make any sense. So, you know, a lot of different things. And they were saying that a lot of things that they, they had heard, of course, they're now going to be reporting what they heard because we have to educate ourselves and the medical profession has got to have as its objective the well-being of people, not trying to figure out how to make money. We were talking about how it's designed to, to make women over 35 believe they can't have a normal childbirth, so they have to have a cesarean. Well, that's not true, but a cesarean will make them more money, so you got all these women being cut up for no reason. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's why every single profession, everything we do, has to be reshaped with a different objective, not to be how much money can I make from this. If I'm a doctor, oh, that's high status. How many, how many unnecessary operations can I perform? You know, <laughs> you know how, how long can I extend this medication so I can keep getting paid from this person's pain and sickness? That has to stop. It has to be the, the intention for the well-being of all. And that means we got to change even how we teach in our in our schools. Yeah, You're teaching to. for the purpose of an instituting well-being, not how much money can I make off of people's suffering. And don't so, come to America because <laughs> that's where America and that's the, and, and and America tends it's to set the, the standard for the world. So that's that's the thing. If we're setting a, a a bad example of how to how to take advantage of people's uh, misery, a lack of 
education. That's not a good thing. That's terrible. If you're going to be a leader, be a be a good leader. Be a leader in the right direction. So this is this is what has to change. Changing our intention toward each other, and that's what peace education has been about. That's what HWPL has been about. Changing the intention so that if we are teaching teachers that their objective is to bring out the intelligence in the child, so that they can create what they came to the earth to create of all. It'd be too much like right. It'd be too much like right. <laughs> but that's what. But that's how it has to be. Because the yeah. way it is now, I, I mean, the it's things. It's not working that, for anybody. Yeah, it's not working for anybody. And teachers are, are frustrated and angry and and you know, uh, hating their jobs because they but they. The, the teachers that I've experienced at Betty Shabazz. Um, they I, love I their job. Differ on that. There's, there's some schools. I mean, I know they have. And their so we know it's possible. We know it's possible just by what we've seen at Betty Shabazz. And I know that they love what they do. The children love being there because it's a village. It's a family. Yeah. So they love going to school. They love the teachers. There's a family. They address the, as you heard, you know, they address the adults' mama and baba. So it's like you are my parent away from home. And it's a different relationship. I still have students. I've taught at Betty Shabazz years ago, and I still have students. They're grown now, and they might see me downtown or some event somewhere, and they Mama Naima. Mm-hmm. And you feel like this is one of my children. Yeah. So it's, a, it's a different relationship. And when it's your child, you relate to them differently. You relate to the way you relate to your child. I'm responsible for your well-being. Right. That's a different, that's a different mindset. That's a different feeling in your heart than, you know, well, i got to make sure you pass this test so I can get my paycheck. Right. There's no love in that. No, but if it's it's my job to lovingly bring out of you the, the, the brilliance that I know is in you and to make sure that you get this information that's going to enhance your life, that's a different attitude. So when we can instill that in the teachers, then they're able to bring that to the children. And the, and the schools will have the kind of Betty Shabazz atmosphere where you love coming there, you enjoy the presence of the children, you have fun teaching, you have fun watching them learn. It's totally different. And we can do this. We can do this because we've and seen we, it done. And we light up the moment we walk in the door. Yeah. You can feel the energy. You can feel energy. the energy. I have never walked into a public school. I'm a senior. Mm-hmm. I've never, ever walked into a public school and felt that kind of joy and yes. energy from the children. Yes. I'm like, I want to come back here. Yes. Yes. So we know it's possible, and so, of course, kudos to Haki Matabuti and Safisha Matabuti for creating that school and, and starting out with the Institute of Positive Education back in the 70s when, when we realized we had to teach our children something different than what's happening out here so that they can have a different perspective of the world and their place in the world. So I'm really excited to be a part of the, the whole global perspective that HWPL has in bringing this kind of spirit to every aspect of life every profession of life, all of us as journalists. And there there was, you know, scores of journalists there committed to bringing good news, bringing impactful, empowering news, where we can learn of all the great things that are being done everywhere in the world. Instead of showing you the worst of human behavior, we're going to bring you the best. 
We're going to bring you those stories of people who are making life better for others, people who are creating schools, people who are coming up with new inventions, people who are, are finding different ways of growing and distributing food, people who are maybe even designing new kind of clothing that is, is, is helpful in, in enhancing the body, and people who are finding ways of 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 taking care of animals and 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 plants and and the air and the water, people who are doing things that help life be better. We're going to bring you those stories in our news channel and take the lead so that the networks can see the world has changed. We don't want the bad news anymore because telling about it only keeps people in a state of fear and anxiety toward each other. So we're going to change that. We're going to take the lead and showing you how to create a heavenly culture world peace, restoration of light. We're going to show you how it's done. It starts with the self. Our having the intention for the well-being of all. So if I'm telling, it's like, it's like if you have a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. and they're, they're gossiping and, and saying negative things. How is that helpful? It just makes you feel bad and next thing you know they draw you into it and then, and then you're spreading the bad feeling. Well, that's all news has become, just bad gossip. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can't help the problem, why, why talk about it? Why, why keep spreading it? So we're going to not do that. We're going to give good news. And we got some, some good news with our Global Teen Talent Competition because young people are doing some fantastic things, and we need to encourage them. So we want to show you a bit of the Global Teen Talent Competition. And we bring this to you every last Saturday here on the Female Solution Global Radio TV show and the Higher Learning TV show, and it really inspires us to see what young people are doing all around the world. And we enjoy sharing this to encourage other young people to share their talents. Okay, so thank you about to pull up the winner from the August. All right, we are live here. Yes, ma'am. And when the screen is there, you go. Now, welcome to the August 2023 Global Virtual News Alex Congress, sponsored by StreamYard. And thank you so much for joining us today as we begin the show. We will uh, introduce our judges after this promo. As soon as the computer wakes up, it is 12 noon somewhere in the world. Wait, 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 wait. There we go. Okay, there we go. Okay, the computer's acting a little crazy this morning, so we'll just start with the uh, introduction of our judges, and we will begin with that one. I think this is like his fourth challenge. 
and his name is Raikon. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, what's up, guys? production skills. You know, a lot of young people, they're getting early into film production, into special effects. They're learning how to create all kind of optical expressions. And, you know, that's good because we know that the the film industry is changing because the the way, uh, the, you know, the, the digitization of things, the animation of things, the system is changing, and they're learning how to work the technology as it as it transforms. So he's shown a, a number of different ways of creating visual images, and it's it's really very impressive. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, what thirteen? He doesn't give up. Yes. Fourth challenge. Ah, yes. He's only been doing this what a couple of years, and he he auditioned four times. That lets you know how persistent he is. Yes. It is that kind of persistence that will propel you forward in life, in your work, your life, personal relationships, school, whatever. So we commend him. I think he's not from Montreal. Was it Montreal, Canada? I think it was Montreal. Yeah. Somewhere in Canada, but I think it was Montreal, Canada. Yeah. But the fact that he wasn't even from the U.S. And that's what really surprised me is that when we first started this, we weren't getting contestants from America. I'm like, what have I happened to Chicago? Yeah, we know we got some talent here. We just got to find it. Anywhere, <laughs> Georgia. It's like we were getting from Africa, Asia. You're everywhere but America, so. Mm. And you can see, I don't know why, but the other countries seem to be more interested in what we have to offer in America than maybe some Americans. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Is it? I, I don't know. I, I think young people are. I don't know if, you know, one thing that I, I've noticed, though, we 
like when when whenever there's a budget cut, the first thing they cut out are the arts. They they cut out the the, the, yes. the drama, the music, the dance, and these are the ways young people express themselves. So I think maybe our our young people need some more encouragement in those areas because they get told, well, that's not going to make you any money. That's not important. Yes. So yes. a lot of times their creative energy is suppressed or ignored. So maybe what we'll need to do is go into the schools like you did in, in one of the Global Teen Talent uh, competitions and uh, go to the talent shows that uh, different schools may be having to encourage them to be a part of this because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes the message that they get is that their talent isn't valuable. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I was just watching a, I was watching a video of Michael Jackson. I didn't know he had done this. He was in a stadium full of people, and he was performing his 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 song about the children and everything, and and they had this uh, whole big display where you know how you hold up the placards and you know the people show a, a picture uh, in the stadium. So each section was showing the picture of a child as he was singing, and he would point each section, and they would you know hold up their placard, and you could see it was the, it was the picture of a child. And it was really very powerfully done. And I didn't know Michael Jackson had done that. I mean, it was a whole it big music like video. they don't really care about us. It wasn't that when it was, you know, is it better? It was, uh, they don't really care uh, about No, it wasn't that it was something, make it a better place for you and for me. I'm trying to remember the, how the song starts out. Uh, but it's one of those, you know, real, you know, Easy listening, easy, easy listening, soft kind of uh, songs. And he had, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people participating. I don't know what, I don't know what city they were in. I don't know what country they were in, uh, because it was a large stadium. I think I might have shared it on my Facebook page. I'm not sure, but you know, it just popped up. You know how stuff pops up on YouTube and things like that. Um, and this was one of those big major that he did. And so uh, we're just grateful that uh, he is the kind of musician that has changed the world. And it just lets you know that you can change the world as an artist, as a songwriter, as a singer and dancer, because many have done it. So we're nearing the end of our show. It's nearly 2 o'clock. So we got to say bye in all the languages. So we want uh, we want all of you to make sure you tune in next week uh, to see the Global Teen Talent Competition and tune in to high, the High Learning TV show on Wednesday, 2 o'clock sharp. We'll be live at Betty Shabazz with podcast training number four. We're looking forward to it. And we want to thank you all. And remember, wherever you are, to continue to shine your light because that's why we're here to add to the global culture of peace and the restoration of light. So I'm Naima Latif, and of course you want to make sure you join us on Monday and come back tomorrow. Blackness. Gary Hines, the producer of Sounds of Blackness, will be on Monday morning mindfulness. All right. Well, tune in and and listen, of course, and and join us Sunday evening for Soulful Solutions. 
Uh, I'm sorry, with Soul Purpose Healing. Got Soul in there somewhere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> soul Purpose Healing with Viata, and we'll see you then. Come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the dash female dash solution. We've got a we've got a we've got a call that popped in at uh, area code eight seven two. Got about uh, thirty seconds to give us a thought. Unmute yourself. Unmute yourself real quick. All right, well, call back in uh, tomorrow at 7 p.m. Central or Monday morning, 7 a.m. Central, and we'll talk to you then. And be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsamida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, Jean-Cudion, France, Merci, Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakur, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Salam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings. Thank you so much for being a part of the solution. And we're going to remind you of our daily line up so that you can join us every day. And we're going to be uh, including some more of our uh, visual images from our global family so that we can connect worldwide. So look out for the upcoming week. We'll bring you some more from HWPL, more of our family from around the world, different countries that we met that we've invited to come on the show, and we're looking forward to that because we have to remember that we are one world community, and the Internet gives us an opportunity to reach out everywhere and talk to everybody. So this is what we do, and we want to include you. So tune on in and share.